Welcome back to 359 Degrees. Before we start, I'd just like to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode, and I really hope you'll enjoy this next 30 minutes with us. For today's episode, we'll be talking about traveling, how to stay safe, and with me, we have two of my dearest friends, Billy and Dream, and we'll just be sharing our experiences from everywhere, actually. So, enjoy! Hey Dream. Hey Billy. Hello. Hello. Are you shy? Are you feeling a bit awkward? No. No? Bored. I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah. How oh, are you an experienced podcaster? No, I'm not. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about traveling because sister here, sister Billy here loves to travel, <laughs> right? She's a traveling queen. She's been a farmer in South in in South Korea. Yes. She's had our uh, what do you have what do you have in uh, Laos? You were sick or something. No, I had Traveller's diarrhea when I was in Myanmar. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know what Traveller's diarrhea is, it's basically uh, what the locals call a bad case of diarrhea. It's really bad because it not only it <laughs> my English. It's okay, we can speak it's... Chinese if you want. <laughs> okay, it's not only diarrhea. What, what else is it? It's not. <laughs> it's not only coming out from Oh, it's coming from everywhere. It just it comes up above, way. down, below, sideways. Yeah. Oh my god, I had that in Paris when I had that on a sleeper bus. Okay. To a small was it a toilet. To a small village, so I was puking, and when I reached the town, I was going to in the in the in the lake. The doctor there, he could speak English, but he was not certified to give a jab. Oh, okay. The jab to the jab to kill all the bacteria. So I had to wait two days later when I finally reached Gagan. So for two days, you just had diarrhea. Remember Ooh. she came. So Sister Billy here has basically travelled everywhere, right? Sister loves to what, travel for months at a time, volunteer here and there. So besides Traveller's Diarrhea, which is the best city that you really love or would like to see again? Best city, um, Kyoto. That's nice. Yeah, so we were there over New Year's for about... But there's so much to do in the city. It's laid back. Even when you're walking along like the main streets of like near Kyoto Station, it's not as packed compared to any parts of Tokyo. Actually, you see more foreigners, like foreign expats living living in Kyoto. That was where you spent your New Year's, right? Yeah, the one you went to the temple. Yeah, the one around the temple. It's called the Choyin Temple where the monk would would ring this huge bell for a hundred and... Seventh time. So you, how long did you stand in the cold for? For hours. <laughs> I stood. We started queuing up at ten, and okay. there was already a queue. Like we were a good like two three km up, queuing outside the temple. But we managed to be like the first hundred or like two hundred when we got to like the podium platform stage where the monk were doing like the whole ritual. Right. Mm-hmm. It was only like oh five. So when you reach the podium, what do you? Is it just do you touch the bell? Do you look at the bell? Oh, we couldn't touch the bell. So what was the point of reaching the podium? It's to get the blessing. <laughs> of the oh, bell. okay. Yeah. Of so it's a tradition in, in Japan whereby in on New Year's Eve people would go to the temple and on New Year's Day you'll go to a shrine. Ah, okay. Yeah. So on New Year's Day I went to Fushimi Inari, but I didn't climb all the way to the top because just couldn't make it. But it was a different experience, right? Because I mean if we're back home in Singapore we, we don't celebrate New Year's in a very traditional way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess because I think we don't... Like, Singapore's a very young country still in terms of tradition. So we don't really do... Just do our lame, like, Marina Barrage come down. <laughs> <and> <laughs> that's, it. 
<laughs> right? That's all we ever do. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I didn't really feel very blessed because I experienced my MCL snowboarding. Because I went, like, I did my snowboarding last. Ah, yes. <laughs> I remember. I, I did my snowboarding last. So. No. They don't bless me. I don't okay, no, but, but maybe but maybe it was a way for you to get all the bad omen out of out for the year, you know. You you, you sprain your ankle the first month of the year. And then I don't the know. I thought, I thought my life reset when a dog beat me. <laughs> oh, that's an, that's an episode for another. <laughs> <laughs> Not after a bad thing, like a super yeah. bad thing happens to you. It's a it's a Chinese thing la, like yeah, yeah, I just it's like nothing more bad, bad and then ever. yeah like what could be like, what could be yeah. worse right <laughs> like I'm okay losing my Ezeling card because at least it's not my f- <laughs> it's no, okay. no 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 as in I get it right, because it's oh yes you, yes it's yes. in replacement it's like it's something super bad for everything else to restart everything but then the way I look at it is that it's in replacement of something worse yeah because right. at the end of the day you're still alive you're still healthy yeah, that's true. everything everything fu- everything fundamental that you need to live is still there it's just that you're inconvenienced yeah. so Dream I, ha- I heard you were talking about you having diarrhea in Paris can you talk more <laughs> about that <laughs> So when Adam and I were on exchange in, uh, I was in Scotland while he was in Paris. This was about a good three years ago, three? three no, four. it's longer. It's almost five, five years, years ago. Oh my goodness. So we, long, so sad. Oh. <laughs> that was five years ago. Yes, five years ago. It was in 2014. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, yes. <laughs> You're getting so old. <laughs> Realize that. <laughs> it's almost done. Okay, so Dream, you were saying? So yeah, uh, I planned a weekend where I would actually go and visit Adam there. But it turns out that um, I had food poisoning. <laughs> just from drinking <laughs> just from drinking milk that I had left out the night before. So the milk... <laughs> no, we bought the milk from the supermarket. She didn't uh, put it in the fridge. Yeah, I did. She forgot. left it on the counter. <laughs> in the morning when we woke up, because we planned to go to... We planned to go to the Eiffel Tower, okay? So mm. we, I still haven't been up the Eiffel Tower yet. Okay, let's go. Because I chose... Because I was like, okay, you know what? No, because I wasn't there with like my close friends or anything. He wanted to go there with me. Yeah, so I wanted to go there with somebody who like, oh, okay, maybe like in five years to come, I'll still be friends with you. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's go, in, let's, let's go, go in January. So what happened was, she left the milk on the counter. In the morning, she woke up, she <laughs> drank it. Couple of hours later, everything was explosive. Um, I was puking, I had diarrhea, I had every other symptom all at the same time. Everything imaginable, right? Yes. So I was sitting, I remember this so clearly. I was sitting on the toilet bowl and I was like, I need a pill. I need a pill. Because I need a pill at the same time. (laughs) Oh shit. Yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. And I felt, I felt really horrible because he was legit looking forward to this. It's fine. And I ruined it completely. I was living my best Paris French baguette life, baby girl. Baguette life. (laughs) Baguette life. So you've travelled quite a bit too, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever age we are, we I, I think I think we travel quite okay. We we spend our own money doing it. Yeah. We, we try our best, we try our best too anyway. What's your favorite city? Japan. Japan? Yeah, I would say I would say the tie between Japan and Scotland. So for Japan, oh my god, that's the place to be. It's so much food. I don't know, it's just so interesting. The vibe there, it's so different. Yeah. You're there, you know, you forget all your troubles, you forget everything, and you are and you know you're living your best life. Yeah, man, when I was in Japan, I was just like, beef, beer, ramen, beer, something with beer, every beer. And you can't, and you can't get enough of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love, I love, 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 love Japan. Where in Japan? I mean, you don't even like sushi that much, but... <laughs> Okay, but, so they, but I know when you're in Japan, you ate, you ate a lot of it. We came back a lot bigger than you left. It was a life-changing moment. So before I went to Japan, I hated raw food. I really hated it. Yeah, I, I never <laughs> ate sushi here. I never ever wanted to go to a Japanese restaurant here, out of my free will. But when I was in Japan, since try taking me out of that sushi bar we went. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, our so plate stacked up yeah. to like... It was oh, it so was good. phenomenal. And can I just say how amazing the takoyaki in in Osaka? Oh are. my goodness, yes! I can go Osaka. We okay, <laughs> go. we'll go to Osaka one day, and then. Oh, we'll is keep... it the famous one? Yes, yes. But even if it's not the famous one, so when you're in Osaka, when you're in Dotonburi, the main uh-huh. center of Osaka, it was so cool. there are these little um um takoyaki stands. Okay, mm-hmm. so takoyakis, I'm I'm pretty sure you know what they are. They're like these circle balls, right? So you can find it usually anywhere in Singapore. Circle right? balls. <laughs> Not doing top. Don't you have circle Show me a square ball. <laughs> Show me a takoyakis. <laughs> Not doing top of balls I like, but okay. <laughs> but it's honestly so good. So good. Yeah, we queued in the cold for it. Yeah, then... it was winter. We queued for 20, 30 minutes just for eight, 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 eight balls. It wasn't eight, it was 12. It was really so good. It tasted amazing. But wasn't there the night where we had 12 takoyakis each? Is oh, it? Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> More than a meal. <laughs> yeah. And we were so full. I felt like my stomach was going to explode. Yeah, but it was honestly so worthy. For once, I understood why people queued for food. <laughs> I, I love it. Because like... you know you're going to get something like Yeah. But then, but then isn't it upsetting when the food's just not that good? <laughs> but yeah. that takoyaki yeah. point. I mean, on point. <laughs> No, you're, you're talking about like you cooking. I remember like I did like put my pants a bit because I couldn't maintain. Control, I couldn't yeah. control. Like oh, no. it was just it just like like you just wanted to come out. I was like going to the toilet but because my stomach hurts and on the pill at the same time. So it came out like a bit. I was like... Every, was... Everything was coming out everywhere. Yeah. And then my friend... Uh, Plus, that was the first time we ever travelled together. Ah, okay. And we weren't that close because she was a... She's a mutual friend. And before the trip, like even before the planning, we've only met like twice. So initially she wanted, because uh, she texted me sometime in May. I was still in Korea farming. She texted me, she asked if I could come to the farm. But the ticket was really expensive. The flight was really expensive mm-hmm. to go with last minute was $800. Oh, then I just fair. told her, I said, with $800, we could travel Southeast Asia for a month. Then she was like, she was like, okay. Then, then we did it anyway. So anyways, for that first week, she had to take care of me. And when I was sick, she had to go and buy food for me. <laughs> and feed me. So cute. But then oh. that made you all closer. Yeah. Maybe since you mentioned you you were farming in Korea, right? Uh-huh. So you spent about, like, what, three months there, right? You yeah. spent about three months farming in Korea. Um, what was that like? I think it's the most honest, it's the most honest lifestyle I've ever been part of. I don't know, it really brings you back to the food that you're eating really brings you back to nature, brings you back to land Mm -hmm. and the weather itself. If it's raining or even if the wind is really strong that day, there might be a chance that we are not able to go out to work because during every day, it's a different, it's a huge variety. Um, You would think that maybe even in like strong wind, you will be able to farm. I was there and part of the farm was a ginseng farm and we were actually building like rain covers, like rain shelters for the ginseng. So when the wind are really strong, it's very difficult to pull up all these covers because the, the covers are like 10 meter long. And yeah, it's heavy. It's for the whole field. 
Yeah, so it's like for each row. So okay. there were like over 30, 40 rows. The ginseng farm, it's not on ground zero in a sense. It's actually like... It's on a... Is it's it steep like a on steep? a hill. Okay. Any kind of out of like ordinary conditions, there's not a chance that we might we might not be able to do like this work for a day. We would just do something else like reading. Can we talk about the family drama? Oh my god! I remember oh this story. I remember, I remember talking to you. I remember I remember FaceTiming you while you were there. Oh god! Okay. So what, it is a very Shit. simple life. I mean, Well, it's a very simple farming life. Not everybody wants to be a farmer, you know? Okay. Just because you were born... Okay, 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 so the story. Tell the story. So the backstory. Okay, so I use this website called workaway.info. It's like Wolf, but it's not only just farming. It includes like other work in hostels, can be a community NGO kind. So yeah. it gives a bit more variety. In so you'd say for some labour, you get like free accommodation or food? All of it would actually cover accommodation. Uh, most of it covers... Or meals, if not definitely breakfast. And there'll always be a kitchen. So in that village, which is called Muju. Muju is more popular for its ski resort during winter. But usually under that, like, nobody knows about it. Okay. Within Muju, they are located in a town called Mupung. It's like a 20 minutes drive from the train station. Okay. And, there's station. Only a Mac- and there's only a McDonald's there, right? Oh my god, there's only a McDonald's one hour drive. That's the most westernized thing. That's the, the most westernized thing is one hour away in the city of Dijon. Dijon oh is quite commercialized. Dijon is quite commercialized. So Shit, one hour Yeah, it's away. one hour away. Is there so, my delivery so, there? So, <laughs> so there was this one time I asked uh, Madam Swan to just buy me nuggets, thanks. Like, buy me frozen nuggets from the supermarket. So anyways, the family drama. He has a wife and uh, three kids. All your kids are quite grown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Jason is about in his six, early 60s, I think. So his wife, Mrs. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. G, let's call her Mrs. G. Uh, yeah, let's call them Mr. and Mr. G. Okay. Okay. So Mr. Mrs. G, she's more of like, you know. She's a city a, girl, A right? city girl. <laughs> a city day John girl. Um, <laughs> so if, even when I was there... There were some times that there were like one week or like a few days where she's not around the farm because she's not fond of the lifestyle mm-hmm. and things like that. For Mr. G, that's his... That's not only his livelihood, but that's, I guess, for people who grew up in a village that's kind of like what it's they enjoy. Yeah. That's, that's who he that's, is. That's who he is, right? That's what they enjoy doing and that's what they're going to do for the rest of their life. So there was this one night after very good Korean barbecue night at home. There were drinks involved, and right? Yes, they were like these Koreans they're like fucking hardcore man, I tell you. There was this one time, um, Madam Swan drove me to another farm just so she can drink soju. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. She drove me to a farm so I didn't even have to farm. She just sat in like you know, the container box at... Just to drink. Just to drink. That's but I mean, but I, mean, so I guess by this that is the embodiment of living your best life. Though, yeah, right? they're I so cute. Life balance. They're so cute. <laughs> like, she literally drove me there just to drink. I'm like, okay. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I, need, I need time off every day. So you need cute. that work-life balance, right? Yes. So cute. Yeah, so there were drinks involved. <laughs> and then, I remember I was going into my room. So I... 
I left my door slightly ajar. Mm-hmm. I think it was out of courtesy because it was not like bedtime yet. It wasn't like past 11. It was only like 9. Okay. I think it was only 9. And I remember suddenly there was raised voices. And then my first thought was like, oh my god, what was happening? Mm-hmm. I was trying to decipher what they were shouting about using my very best Korean drama knowledge. knowledge of the language. That was like into the second month that I was there. So I think I probably had like three weeks left. Mm-hmm. I was so shocked because they were getting like louder. I don't know, like, did they think that I was asleep? I mean, I'm sure like it's obvious. So what were they fighting about? So I freaked out. So I texted Madam Madam Swan. I said, they're fighting. And then you know what she told me? She was like, can you she even told me, like, you try to record. I still have some, like, recordings. You know, like, my motivation to always, like, to go and, like, learn Korean better is because so I want to, like, I want to, like, understand this whole thing. So what were they fighting about? So apparently, Madam Song told me that they were actually fighting. Mrs. G, she didn't really like the idea of this volunteer thing. She didn't want people there. She didn't want outsiders there. Right? She didn't like it because she felt left out. She didn't understand the whole... The whole culture of it. But I think she was just very frustrated because she didn't want to be a farmer. She didn't want to live that life. Yeah. She wanted to be in the city. But in the end, she did leave for a couple of days, right? I think because whenever there's volunteers farming, essentially, basically every day. She did. She was like, so after, after like when they fight, she didn't come back for five days. She did, she did go back to the city. She did go back to the city. But I, it was very drama. Because she didn't send me off. Send was me she off. there? Was she in the village? I think she was. Oh, but she didn't want to go. She didn't want to go. She didn't like you, girl. I think she didn't like me. But Mr. G liked me because he, he teared when I left. <laughs> and he gave me money. They gave me money, you know. To you guys, right? Yeah. They gave me enough money for me to get my tattoo. But I guess that's more like Asian culture. Right? I guess because you are a volunteer. But I mean, I guess it's more of an older Asian thing where... Yeah, like as a daughter. As a daughter or yeah, as a and worker been there staff long. kind of thing, you know. So like, he yeah. wanted... Even though it was small... Well... He's a daughter, he teared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's very Asian also to yeah, treat yeah. the people working for you yeah. or like working on your lens as family. But it was very sweet. I think my favourite city is Stockholm. Oh, yes. I think Stockholm is so beautiful. It's, it's, it's clean. Mm-hmm. It's efficient. Public transport there is amazing. Everybody there. Okay, I mean, when you travel Europe for 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 some time, I think it can get a bit frustrating when you don't speak the language, because I believe as a traveler, it's on you to understand the locals' language. But in Stockholm, they all speak English. Mm. They're all beautiful. <laughs> I loved Stockholm. It's mm-hmm. honestly so nice. We went in winter, mm-hmm. so the days were only till four p.m. My next favorite city will be Bar, okay. Borke is a city, oh. Yeah, I love... Borke, no, Borke... Okay, Borke is an island. I believe it should be a city by itself. But I love Borke. It's honestly... It's so clean. It's so beautiful. The water is so blue. It's the yeah. best version of a beach life you can get in South Maldives. Asia, I think. Okay, no, but Maldives is expensive. It's not. Okay. I spend like a 1k everything, How including my flights. I was there for seven nights. Okay, okay, that, I, I guess it depends on like what you do and like yeah. how you travel from like your islands to islands yeah. and the kind of accommodation you see. 
Yeah, maybe I guess it depends, but honestly, Burger King is good. Yeah, it's I, more I, like I really it's more like it's more budget friendly. And yeah, more the, the, doable. There are more options. Yeah, but I guess if you wanted a more uh secluded, VIP exclusive trip, you can. But I really say you should go to Burger King. Maybe you should all go someday. Guys, we only two of us has only been to JB, guys. Yeah, yeah that's the furthest we've been. Stop this game. But do you remember? Do you remember <laughs> when we were in, in Stockholm and then we saw the very drunk up guy? Yeah. Do you remember? So there was this guy. He had like bloodshot eyes. He was walking right towards. He us. was walking right towards us. I believe he was very drunk up. He was. Like, he just had very bloodshot eyes. He was already disheveled. And then he came up to us, and then he asked us something like he spoke English. I think he was asking for money. I I don't know what he was asking for. Mm. So then I just said, <laughs> I just said ching ching ching. <laughs> Oh my god! We just, we pretended speak, that we didn't speak. Yeah, he spoke in English, but then we just pretended we didn't speak English. They just speak, you guys spoke in Malayu. Yeah, I could, I could, but I don't, know, I don't know. Because, because, because <gasps> there were three sure. of us, right? So it was Dream Me and our other friend. Mm-hmm. And then both of them were just stunned. They were just there. <laughs> I and was I, shook. Yeah, and I don't know whether this, I don't know whether I should edit this out or whether this is rude, but the, really the first thing that came to my mind was speak Chinese. Yeah. And, <laughs> And my way of speaking Chinese is literally <laughs> <laughs> And then he was just like English and then he just swapped off. Yeah, but it was scary though. Because it was our first encounter and I mean in general Stockholm was still very safe, very nice, very nice. I think city what made it scary at that point in time, the place we were, we were the only three on that street. But I think also the first time we encountered such things because we don't see we don't see characters like that very often. Then were in New York. Somebody followed them back, run after them, and even when they saw these people following them, they ran for their lives towards their home. Like it was five blocks down or something, they ran, and the people followed them all the way to their house until <laughs> had to run into their house and push the door, put furniture because they kept pushing through the window. Seriously? Oh. Yeah. Really and then they were back. damn scared. They off all the lights and then they went to like one corner of the place and slept. Then the next day, when the next day, I think it was their last day in that home. So when Hockey's, yeah. Yeah. So when Jimmy opened the door, first thing he saw like was like everything like there wasn't anybody la. But he was still so scared to leave the place yeah, that they cancelled all their plans and then they called an Uber right outside their doorstep. Like the instruction was be outside here. And then they just, they just ran into the crack because they were so scared. Like yeah. these people followed them all the way, like Why? I don't know. Just wanna rob them, ah. I don't know. No, they don't know. they even tried like breaking their way into the homes. That's really very scary, but but I think sometimes when people travel, they tend to present themselves very outwardly as somebody who is travelling. Yeah. It's very clear that you are a tourist there. Because let's say even if you're in... I was just about to say the same thing, but I stopped myself. What? I was just about to say the three of us haven't been robbed anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe, maybe I'm jinxing it, I don't know. But but when I travel, as much as I like to do it for the gram, and I like to I like to wear cute clothes, you know, look, look the best, you know. I try to be super low-key as well. Remember those girls who had tickets? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So when I was living in Paris, oh, when I was 18 and living in Paris, you know, just normal things. I can't do this story, I really I can't. Yeah, oh god. So, so I was living near, I was living in Montmartre, so Montmartre's the 18th district. I really wanted a taste of home. So the closest taste of home that I could get personally to me was eating KFC. Yeah, so the closest KFC to my apartment was 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 a few stops. Was maybe like a ten minute was was a ten minute walk away. But I could take the metro. I could take like one stop away. So it was at night. Okay, so to be an efficient, you know, a millennial girl, you know, the multitasking, all that <laughs> stuff. I I did my laundry. Went to the laundromat. Put my clothes in. And then after that, I took the metro 
one stop to go to KFC to buy my fried chicken. I love the Right? Bought my KFC and then I decided to walk back because I think I still had like another 20-30 more minutes till my laundry was done. So as I was walking my 10 minute walk back to the laundromat, I saw a guy following me. And in Paris, they don't, and at least where I stayed, they don't give you like plastic bags for your KFC. So I was carrying my KFC chicken, like three, three or four pieces of chicken in an actual bucket. <laughs> in the actual KFC bucket. Was so it covered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I had my duffel bag. Run so, so I had my duffel bag with like for, so I had my empty duffel bag for me to take my clothes uh-huh. and my KFC and my KFC bucket, right? Uh-huh. And then this man started following me. What is that to take from me? I'm literally wearing sweatpants. Sweatpants, a grey jacket, my hair is not combed, I'm wearing specs, I look oily as shit. I just have KFC in my head. That is all I have. Are you trying to steal my KFC from me? <laughs> I still don't know what he wanted. This was he was getting too close for comfort. Actually, uh Christine and I got followed in love. Okay. In Long Pabang. And we were only there for two days. So we didn't realise until this old couple crossed the road and told us that actually the man has been following us for a while. Then, like we didn't know. Oh, but that's but nice the street of them to is, tell you. But the street is very crowded, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so yeah, there yeah. was no way that like we would have noticed. How did the old couple know? Were they we, local? No, but yeah, I think he was just acting very weird. So we went traveling right to like new places or especially places where they don't speak uh, the language. Area. How would you suggest one Stacey? I always say look miserable. I agree actually. Honestly, yeah. if you know the area, it's dangerous. Look miserable as miserable as you can. Look unhappy. Yeah. Sad. Don't take pictures, like just... I mean, unless you're a photographer or unless you know you're going to take great pictures. Don't yes, bring your DSLR out. your phone out. works fine. It's nice to have pictures, it's nice to have memories, but sometimes it's just not worth it to put yourself in compromising situations or attract attention. And try, try your best not to carry branded stuff. When people see Asians with branded goods, everyone assumes <laughs> that we are super duper rich. When actually we could have slogged for months just to get that back. Oh, it's a fake. Yeah, it's a thing. So try... <laughs> Actually, yeah. In a, in a colder country, I always put my bag on first, then mm-hmm. my coat. Yeah, so. and if I don't need a bag in winter, I'll always buy a coat with pockets, pockets inside. With breast pockets. So I'll put my wallet in there. I don't put it in my pants. I put mm. it in my breast pocket. So I know my phone, my everything, it's always on my chest. So yeah. I always feel it. If you're still listening to us at this point, congratulations, we've made it this far. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at 359pod for all the latest information and details. Um, enjoy the rest of the show. So, okay, maybe like one last one to like close it up, right? What is better, traveling solo or going in a... What, what do you prefer? Solo. Why? No, I think I've reached to a point where I'm comfortable with myself. Okay. I think some people are not. Some people are not okay being alone. Because in Singapore, I'm okay with going shopping myself, going for a movie myself. Mm-hmm. So that's never been a problem for me overseas. How about you, Dream? What do you think? I think I'm good with both. I'm okay with... But when I travel with a group, i rather travel with people who I'm really close with. Um, who I know really well. I know their personalities. I know what ticks them off or what makes their day because then it's just easier to go about the entire itinerary and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy on my own also. I'm happy going solo. 
I think maybe I'm not the most outgoing person, but I do enjoy being being alone at times. And especially if it's, if it's an area where the beauty of the place is really mesmerizing, I don't think that I'd be really affected if I was alone or not. Yeah. Of course, it's nice to have at least one person with you when you go back at the end of the day, you just want to like talk about, oh my god, this place was da shit, you know. It's yeah. always good to have that person to wave things to, but it also can be someone you met on the trip, so mm-hmm. I guess I'm That's okay true. with both. Or even better that you can you travel with friends who don't mind, you know, like halfway in the day, like it's like a half day to yourself. Yeah. And then you guys meet up at night. Correct. Or things like I think, that. I think it's very yeah. important that when you are on trips with your friends, you you give them enough space and have mm. enough space for yourself. Because when you travel with someone, honestly, it's when all the true colours come out. Yeah. You can be okay with someone until you go on a trip with them. That's it true. could really make or break a relationship. Yeah. But I think even when you're talking about space, I think, I think it can be something pretty simple. Like even when you're back at the hotel or the Airbnb and just you're just quiet doing a separate thing, playing with your phone. Huh. I mean, that also comes as space. It's not something yeah. that you need to constantly be talking 24-7, you know, because, I mean, people... They have their lives outside of... I think also when you're travelling in groups, it should be a mutual understanding that you don't have to do everything together. Mm-hmm. You might have friends who want to go to museums, you have friends who, who just want to sleep in a bit longer, you have those who want to do something fun and stay out till 3am in the night. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I feel like everyone should, since they are already invested so much into this holiday that you're on, do your own things. If someone doesn't want to come along, don't be extra sensitive about it. Yeah. And, you know, just tell everyone that, you know, you're okay if they don't want to join you. And be independent even though you're in a group. Yeah, but I think it's always better the second or third trip because you know... Yeah. You know how... Before before going for the trip, you know how to manage your... You know how to manage your expectations or what type of trip will be. Because, for example, when I go with different people, I know that it's more activities or it's more chilling... Resting. What do you think a holiday with the three of us would look like? <laughs> we'd probably wake up, we'd miss breakfast for sure. So we are not, <laughs> we, are, we are not buying the hotel breakfast, right? Yeah, we're not. If we'll, it comes for you, why not? But we are not paying extra for that. Yeah, because, but not paying extra. Because we probably will not wake up Or for that. unless there's like a bakery downstairs. Actually, if, yeah. if the breakfast is really good, I might wake up. Yeah. I mean, or if we stay near a place yeah. that's really good, oh, then I wouldn't mind. Thing. But I think we'd probably, we'd probably go do out. brunch. We'd probably do brunch. We'd do an early lunch. You know, we'd be out by 11, 11.30. Yeah. We'd probably go out for a while. Maybe relax. Not too many activities. Maybe, maybe if we're out there for like three days, two nights, maybe we'll do like one activity. Yeah. Right? But then also you need to remember that I cannot swim and I don't like heights. <laughs> so... <laughs> they have to go up the Eiffel Tower. And as in, I don't like heights where my leg, where my feet are on the ground. I'm on the ground. It just hits right. You know where if you take ski lifts, then your feet are hanging. <laughs> it's, it's very fun. I don't it's like that. Soaks, my uh... feet need to feel something. Remember in Hong Kong where I conned you onto getting into... Oh, I hated that so much. I conned you into getting on that ride. Well, you don't like taking long escalator rides, do you? <laughs> so in Hong Kong, we were in Ocean Park, I think. Yeah, we were. And, and then we saw this ride. Oh my god, it looks so fun. And I was excited to take it. Um, But then um, we know that Adam's afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. So after we saw the thing spinning, and I was like, oh my god, Adam, it just spins four times. It's just four times. You know, you go up and like 10 seconds, it's done. So I can't even do getting the right. But then I realised, what looked like four spins to me 
were actually 16. Because oh they spin, because it was like a box, but they spin you in four different directions. Mm-hmm. So instead of That's going one spin, you're actually going upside down. So oh it was shit. 16 spins. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I think that was the only time I actually convinced him to get onto a ride. And when we were at Hong Kong Disneyland, we also fought about who should stand beside Winnie the Pooh. You guys fought. Who wanted fight. to stand all of you? <laughs> yes. Winnie the Pooh only has two sides, left and right. <laughs> right? There were three of yeah, us. Yeah, all three. It wasn't a fight. All it three was, of us didn't want to give two in. Sides. Yeah. All like, we, all, but I gave in. Yeah, he gave in. I gave in. And I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Wait, wait, stand. Let's go back to this. What kind of stand like in front of Winnie the Pooh? How tall is he? Very stupid. Like, big smooth. <laughs> you can just like pyramid what? Right? Yeah, like That's someone true. could have been in front of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> we really are. Yeah, because so, <laughs> you know, you can yeah. yeah. just take it individually. <laughs> yeah, why do you, you guys not? <laughs> I don't know. Was Winnie the Pooh rushing? There was a queue. Fuck the queue. <laughs> we should have taken individual shots. Yeah, we should have taken individual shots. Some people would have taken five pictures. Yeah, and then the, the group that we went with, the poly group, they took a group photo without us seeing it. Oh, yeah, I saw. We were like, bye girls. <laughs> oh my god. That was funny. How do you do that? Oh, so now uh, oh, I'm, I'm folding my toes folding with my feet. Why are you saying? <laughs> no, I'm stretching. But how do you yes. do that? Just um, my legs he has very carefully brought his leg up and stretched his arm and then now they're parallel. Yeah. Every day you stretch? No, I'm just doing this now. I just feel like it. But I sound weird. Try? Because our legs cannot, we are not flexible. No, you straighten your legs first. Okay, then you try to feel. I can't reach. Guys, I can't. <laughs> I can't. You is flexible. I'm oh, so flexible. Yeah, because he always opens his face. <laughs> 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 okay. Don't you also see? You have to, right? Well, I think oh, that... do the other way, what? So, oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. I think, I think opening your legs, I think, is for next time, huh? Yeah. Childbirth. Yes. So, anyway, I think I'll just end this now. Childbirth. Been... <laughs> do you say childbirth? <laughs> what? What do you say? Childbirth? Open the legs for childbirth, by the way. What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think we'll just talk about that next time. So I've been talking for quite uh, for quite a while. So thanks, Dream. Thanks, Billy, for being on the podcast. Thank you, Adam, for having us. Okay, thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.